You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone, welcome back to Partido Partido Podcast, the English speaking podcast about all things Atleti. Uh, welcome to our uh, episode about the uh, Liverpool game. Um, we will have a, a special guest with us for this one. Um, Please welcome Maxi. Uh, how are you doing, Maxi? I'm doing really well. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. <clears throat> thanks a lot for coming. We're very glad to have you on. And uh, I'm sure uh, you're in quite a good mood after the game yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard not to be. <laughs> of course, uh, Emmanuel is here with us. Uh, how are you doing, Emmanuel? Well, I'm not doing great, but well, a little lost and... You can, like Maxi said, he's happy. I guess this is how fans of Bayern Barcelona used to feel in between 2014 and 2016 when they defeated them in the Champions League. So it's not the greatest of feeling, but well, we move. <clears throat> okay, so uh, you, you just uh, uh, talked about that. So uh, please give us your thoughts about uh, the Liverpool game. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not feeling great because, well, the team gave their all on the pitch and 
to be honest, we deserve to win that game. Well, the red card came and changed things. We created so many chances. We could have scored more than two goals, but we scored two. That was great. But the, like I said, the red card changed many things. I think in the first 17 minutes of the game, Liverpool were by far the better team. They passed the ball swiftly, moved the ball from side to side, created 1v1 situations. On Aleti's left-hand side, that's Salah versus Carrasco, and that didn't end well. That ended up Salah scoring his first goal after he drifted inwards and had a shot at goal. The second goal, well, that really annoyed me because as the ball came into the box and before Felipe cleared the ball, Cookie told him to calm down and play the ball with no other pressure very well. Felipe miscues his clearance and it lands on Keita and well, he scored a very brilliant goal. But I was so happy with the reaction from the team because this gave me the, the vibe of that of 2014 at the bridge in which despite Aleti going behind, we were calm, Cholo told the players to be calm and we reacted brilliantly. We saw the partnership from Felix and Griezmann paying off for the second goal. But before that, Aleti took the corner like they have been doing this season, take a shot and we have 1v1, be it Carrasco, Lemar and Lemar got the better of Trent and Aleti had the equalizer for the second goal. It was just a moment of joie magic. I'm sure Aleti fans are getting used to that. Hopefully, we'll see more of that. Taking on Keita, pinning him around in between three players and giving the ball to Griezmann, whose first touch was just great. His first touch is what enabled him to have a gap between him and Van Dijk and to have an effort on goal. So I think Aleti really did great because we made the runs in behind and like we said in the previous podcast, Liverpool are not great at tracking runners in behind. So Aleti made the most of that and with the ball and cooking the team and giving how both players are fantastic in long range passing, we were really good. And like we said last time that, I said last time in last podcast before the game about City targeting the right hand side of Liverpool. I think Aleti did that in the fact that in the first half we had Joao Felix on the on the left of Aleti's left, that's Liverpool's right. Just staying and keeping with, and you see Rodrigo de Paul, okay, switching play to him, and that gave Aleti a chance for progression. In the second half, it was a similar thing, and Aleti doing that kind of pull Matip out of position, and that is how the space was created for Griezmann to take a beautiful touch into that space and have a shot at goal. But in the second half, that didn't materialize because Aleti were down to 10 people and it wasn't really going because despite the fact that we have put two players and there's a space, there's nobody to come into that gap or maybe exploit that space. So overall, I think Aleti did a very good game, especially keeping this Liverpool team who have really been on form. They are undefeated in the Premier League. They are scoring goals on form. They don't concede many goals. But we were able to make Alisson be at his best because if he was not at his best, Aleti wins that game for sure. So overall, like Cholo said, well, we had a good game, but games like that are really bad. But I wasn't happy with Yoga Club's press conference because he's talked about the fact that well, the dirty defeats are the ones that taste better. Well, us Aliti fans, we are used to that. But well, let's see how things go. <clears throat> okay, so um, like you said, uh, there are, um, I think, two, two instances where uh, the players uh, could have given up, really, uh, after uh, going 2-0 to, to down and then uh, when the red card, but uh, they just kept pushing. So uh, I was very happy, really, with the performance. Uh, and uh, you mentioned it was a very uh, informed uh, Liverpool team. Uh, Maxi, uh, what, what did you think of Liverpool's performance yesterday and how does it compare uh, to, their recent, uh, to their recent performances? 
Yeah, I would say that uh, it's it didn't uh, it didn't uh, live up to our, our recent form. Uh, but but that's mostly in my opinion because Atleti did a did a great game, uh, and as you guys said, I I hate going into games against Atleti because they they're so good at uh, at playing us, uh, and they they did just that yesterday. Like not many teams come back from two goals against us and. And after Griezmann's uh, red card, they continue to press for for goals. So, yeah, I think I think that Liverpool had one of their one of their weaker performances this season. Uh, we we conceded a lot of chances, and Allison really came up big for us because if if it weren't for him, I think that Atleti would have won. And honestly, I thought Atleti would win. Before Griezmann's red card, after that, it's it's hard to play Liverpool because it's such an intense team, and and going up against that with ten men is it's really it's really tough. So thereafter, I I thought we would come back and and win, but I I mean this this game could have ended whatever whatever result, um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy about the win, and and but uh, it's it's not one of our better games this season, I think. But then again, we 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 did we did some changes, and that at that that kind of changed things for us as well. So so credit to that. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, the uh, Fabinho uh, sub- uh, substitution did uh, uh, give you a bit more control in in midfield. Uh, however, uh, it was uh, really uh, before the red card. Uh, it was Atletico's midfield that was winning the battle, uh, except for the uh, first ten minutes. Um, and uh, De Paul and uh, Lamar had just an, an absolutely exceptional game. Uh, De Paul. Uh, played uh, multiple uh, passes that uh, could have easily been assists. Uh, there was the uh, Griezmann one-on-one uh, with Allison, a brilliant save uh, from the keeper, and uh, uh, of course there was uh, one for uh, João Felix, uh, and uh, it was a tough angle, but he had a good shot. Uh, as well, uh, also in the second half, there was a, a good ball he played for Carrasco. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, the uh, the result uh, could have been uh, very different, and uh, it was really the uh, little uh, mistakes, the little de- details that uh, made all the differences uh, in that game. Uh, so, uh, what what were your thoughts uh, about the uh, referee decisions? Now, uh, there there was a lot of anger among uh, Atletico fans uh, because uh, you know there, it was such a uh, a brilliant performance from uh, Atletico, and uh, uh, of course, uh, it did change the outcome of the game. Uh, but d- did you agree with the, the decisions the referee made? Uh, there was the uh, penalty for Liverpool, the red card, and uh, the uh, overturned penalty for Atletico. Yeah, I think that the red card isn't uh, much of a discussion, to be honest. I. Uh... I, I really think it was a mistake by Grishman. It wasn't any anything intentional, but you you have res- responsibility for for your body, and and it was it was a very high kick that could have ended a lot more badly than it did. Uh, so that that I agree with. Uh, but when it comes to the penalties, you know, 
I think that Liverpool's is more a penalty than not. Uh, but then again, I think that, uh, that the penalty Atletico had taken away could have easily been a penalty. It was a 50-50 decision. And I don't know. I, I've seen penalties being given for a, a lot less than uh, than what uh, Jota did against, uh, I think it was Carrasco, no? Or Jimenez? Uh, it was Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah, so... It, the, the penalties are, of course, controversial, uh, and, and both could have been not penalties, and both could have been penalties. But when it comes to the red card, I think that it was a, a pretty good decision because even though it wasn't intentional, it was a dangerous kick, uh, which could have ended a, a lot worse. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, uh, I I really agree with you. So uh, there was a lot of uh, it was understandably frustrating for Atletico fans. Uh, Griezmann's red card, uh, while some may argue that it uh, should have been a yellow uh, since he wasn't looking uh, in that direction, it is uh, it has been given quite a few times uh, a red uh, since uh, it's a very dangerous, uh, uh, very da- dangerous uh, thing he he did and. Uh, uh, of course, the penalties, and I mean, uh, I think uh, the penalty for Liverpool is very clear. Uh, but uh, uh, for Jimenez, uh, like you say, it was a fifty-fifty uh, uh, kind of situation. So uh, I mean, I uh, would have been very ha- glad to see a given. But uh, I think if if it was given against us, I would have been uh, uh, upset as well. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't really blame uh, the referee too much for it. Uh, it 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 was really uh, uh, frustrating uh, since it was a glorious game uh, before that. So, think those things happen, I guess. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, what do you think of uh, of these decisions? Firstly, I agree with Max Maxion about the red card. Well, the rule says if it's a play, a challenge that endangers a player's safety, then it's a red card. And that was what happened because it was high boots and to the face. That was unlucky. It happens. Well, it's a mistake from Griezmann, like he said. Coming to Liverpool's penalty, well, I'm for, I think it's a penalty. And I was really furious at him also for doing that. Even though I know his intention was to go soldier to so, soldier to soldier with Jota and then shove him off the, off the ball so that the ball can go out for a goal kick. But looking at the Milan game and seeing something similar not being given to Impotus several, well, it kind of felt like, well, that's inconsistency, but well, there are different referees. And coming to Alitis penalty, both of you guys have said 50-50, well, it can, would have gone either way, but looking at it again, as you guys were talking about it, looking at it again and reviewing it, well, technically, Jimenez could have arrived at the ball, yes, but it is, he technically, Jota brought him down, but well, well, in football, you cannot calculate the amount of contact if it was fair or not. So it was, well, to be honest, like you said, it was harsh. If it was given, yes, even against Alicia, I would have complained that well. But it's really difficult to well, to go against the referee. Well, I'm saying so because, well, so far this Champions League, apart from the Milan game, I think a game against Porto should have played 11 against 9. I know I'm going into a different game, but that type of, I know as a fan, the adrenaline pumping when you're watching the game, that type of feeling just come up and if you are not level-headed, well, you may see things that are not really great. So far, well, the referee, in my opinion, do not really have the best of games, but those decisions were okay, in my opinion. 
it it feels uh, so much hard, hard, more harsh as well because it was such a great game and and Atleti fought so well after after the red card and then they get the penalty against them but then they fight back again and and gets a penalty and then it gets taken away so so I I, I really understand why why it must must sting so hard for Atleti supporters because it it the whole game really made it worse. I mean, how how they fought back so well, and and then it gets taken away. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because watching the players give their all and the penalty be given, in the is it eighty seven minutes? And you are like, yeah, that at least well, we have played with ten men, and it's like a reward. Because to be honest, we did, we are not really lucky in that game. There was a time in which Allison came out to play the ball, and he reco- he ricocheted over over Matip, I think, and. Luckily, he fell back to him and not Griezmann. So I was like, well, God is giving us something. But well, that type of feeling just came back. We just see where it has passed. But the feeling is still there that, ah, if only, if only, if only. Yeah, I mean, uh, even Simeone uh, talked about that and uh, said uh, this is probably how AC Milan uh, felt uh, after... Uh, Atletico had uh, quite a few refereeing decisions in their favor in that game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, th- those things happen in football. Uh, this probably uh, was harsher on Milan than it was on us, since uh, uh, those uh, decisions were, uh, I think, more justified. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, ignoring that, uh, there were just so many positives uh, to, to take from the game. Uh, Atletico were up against uh, one of the most informed uh, teams in Europe. Uh, uh, always tough to play uh, against them uh, under Klopp. And uh, there were uh, just so many uh, brilliant performances. Uh, I, I don't think any of the players really played poorly. Uh, even uh, Hermoso uh, and Felipe, despite uh, uh, you know those uh, uh, mistakes... Uh, Felipe uh, wasn't as much. Uh, I mean, it, it was a an unfortunate for him that it, it uh, fell to Keita, who uh, scored an absolute world class goal. Uh, and Hermosa was uh, playing very well up until that point, and he was holding his hamstring, looked uh, injured and unable to continue. So I don't know how much that uh, I don't know how much that uh, influenced uh, that action that happened uh, with Hota in the box. Uh, and uh, uh, in midfield, I, I, I did talk about Lamar, uh, who continued his uh, amazing form, and DePaul uh, uh, as well, uh, playing just out of his mind the entire night. Uh, but another thing we have to uh, focus on is the connection that was between Joao Felix and Griezmann. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, what, what do you think of it? I just checked before we just came to record the podcast and Aliti starts on Twitter and he was talking about there were the Griezmann and Felix link up eight times and one of them resulted in the goal. Well, I think that's a partnership which, like Sam Rivers just wrote in his article earlier this morning about it being the future of Aliti's attack with Suarez maybe not renewing his contract. Technically, it is great because Griezmann operates on the likes to operate from the right and Felix from the left. And in that game against Liverpool, Felix operated more centrally and at times drifted towards the left. And both of them were not interfering with each other. Like, say, it was Griezmann and Korea, which both love to play on the right. So I think there's a lot of positives to take from that game, considering that 
they link up to the goal and there were other occasions in which I think Griezmann won the ball back in Liverpool's third, in Liverpool's half and he played the pass to Felix. Sadly, Felix's control wasn't the best. So, but I think going forward that there's a lot of things that can take from that partnership. Given Felix is more a ball to fit player while Griezmann is somebody who likes to run in behind. I think when we recorded the post podcast and we were talking about Griezmann return, I talked about the fact that I would love to see that Griezmann from 2016 in which he operated more running behind operated closer to what we closer to a number nine and i think that is what we saw against liverpool someone playing on the lash on the shoulder of the defenders not willing to make those runs the same runs he was making while at barcelona but sadly they were not picking him out but oh, luckily he's back at Aliti and they are picking him out so technically there's a lot of positivity from that partnership given usually the fact that griezmann has the legs that suarez lacks Griezmann has the defensive discipline. That means he's willing to track back. So I think there's a lot of things that I can go on and go on about how good the partnership will be. But that was just the second time both players were on the pitch. And this was the first time both players started. So going forward, maybe against Laria, I know maybe Suarez will come back into the team, but I wouldn't I would not mind seeing something similar. So I think the partnership is really great for Aliti, especially given that we do not sign a striker and having something to that just comes out and is about to bear fruit. So I'm um, thinking about the future wise or going forward, I think that's the partnership is really great for Aliti. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the role uh, I have recently wanted Griezmann to take. Uh, I mean, he was involved a lot uh, in uh, in uh, building attacks uh, in in his first stand and uh, i don't think that's needed anymore there's uh, felix de paul lemar and coke who can create for him and of course yorente and trippier uh, so uh, him being uh, a finisher uh, type player uh, is much more suited uh, to this team and we saw in uh, previous games uh, that he was really standing in the way of some of the players uh, especially running uh, in the area uh, Urente uh, likes to operate and so uh, if uh, this if he embraces this new role and uh, you know uh, returns uh, to form uh, I think uh, sky's the limit uh, for for Griezmann uh, and uh, I really hope uh, we see that more of that um, yes, no. um, I, uh, you just said something really good, given that you said about the fact that he's no more in the Aleti team in which he had to create for himself and maybe others, but it's in a team in which he's full by so many creative players. And that means he can just maybe act as a number nine or a striker and they are going to feed him the balls like we saw yesterday. So that is one of the things I think says a lot about Maybe a little not even well. Maybe going for a backup striker well, but says a lot about if him his partnership with Felix, given he plays around somebody who can create so much for him. Okay, brilliant. Uh, now, uh, Maxi. Um, I mean, it, it was the it was called the group of death, and uh, it has really uh, proven that it was uh, uh, very deserving of that name. Uh, how much do you fancy of uh, uh, the chances of uh, each of the teams uh, going forward? And uh, uh, you you cover for uh, AC Milan as well, being a, a Rossoneri fan. Uh, do you think there's any hope for them? I I I, th- I thought so before yesterday. Now it and now it feels uh, more more tough to be honest with you. Um, there's always the possibility, but you know. There has to be a lot of things happening for them uh, to 
to go go through and uh, even for for qualifying for the Europa League. Uh, but you know, it's it's been a really tough group, and I I don't think any AC Milan fan uh, on bef- beforehand kind of thought that yeah we will we will uh, go through to the playoffs here. Uh, best case scenario would have been Europa League. Um, mo- mo- most just thinks thinks it's uh, it's such a great feeling being back in the Champions League again after seven years uh, out of it. And uh, so, yeah, I I think it's it will be tough p- for Milan to to go through. But you know, I I also don't think that the that the group kind of mirrors how how they've played because you know yesterday I guess Porto was kind of dire uh, but but against uh, Liverpool and Athletic uh, Milan played well I think uh, against Athletic the red card changed a lot for, for Milan uh, who, who almost got three points or one points out of it but you know, it is what it is, and uh, that's football. Um, but I think that uh, that Liverpool and Atletico will will go through. Uh, if Liverpool win the next against Atletico, uh, they are through. Uh, and I think Atletico are the the best equipped team thereafter to to grab the last playoff spots. I think uh, Liverpool are uh, all but there, really. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Porto have proven to be quite a, uh, a a fierce competitor in this group, and uh, not many people expected it. Um, but they've been absolutely brilliant, and uh, uh, like I said, uh, we do feel for Milan a bit. Uh, they uh, were brilliant in both games against uh, Atletico and uh, Liverpool, but uh, that's just the cruel nature of football, I guess. So uh, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not sure they're done for. Uh, they they could very well change things, but uh, let's just say I I hope they don't, <laughs> since that <laughs> makes it tougher for Atletico. Uh, Emmanuel, uh, I mean, uh, it it depends on uh, what version we see of Atletico. If it's the uh, one that was struggling earlier this season, or the one uh, that performed yesterday, or uh, against Barcelona, so. Uh, how much uh, do you fancy Atletico's chances of advancing uh, with with that in mind? Well, I think all Aleti fans are already seeing it and I'm on board with that. That Aleti's qualification chances will lie on the final match against Porto. But well, there are still three games to play and every a win at Anfield could change things. So, But I think that game against Porto is, is looking more likely like the game to decide things for Aleti. In my opinion... I think if Milan win against Porto, then it changes things for them because they have three points. And especially if Liverpool beat Aleti, and that's you have Aleti four points, Porto four points, and Milan three points. So I think the group is still very open, but we all know, like you just all know, Liverpool have the higher possibility of qualifying. You take something, I don't know how to describe, but not for them, for them not to qualify. So for Aleti qualifying, it depends because in my opinion, Aleti gets a result and even a draw and then a home win against Milan, I think it will be true because we, don't, we will not need much because I don't fancy Porto's chances at Anfield. 
So I think a little is still in their own hands and it all depends on how they will play in the games against Milan and Porto. But as we have been seeing this season, a little have been progressing. I think he just needed, truly needed time to find the right formation, find the right system or find the right rules for certain players. And we talked about certain games needing certain players like the Liverpool game needed Christmas and not Suarez. So I think going forward, him making those type of decisions on a daily basis, partido or partido, it's going to prove fruitful for Aliti. Okay, uh, so now, uh, Maxi, uh, what's next for uh, Liverpool before uh, the uh, away game uh, for Atletico at Anfield? Uh, you have a big game uh, on, on Sunday, I think, against United. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big event until <laughs> until the next game against uh, Atleti. And yeah, it, it will be a really exciting game. Uh, always a big game against United. Um, so it will it will be important for Liverpool to to win that game because they're they're currently in the top fighting for for the first spot and uh, and yeah they need every all, every point they can get um, but uh, it's it's tough going to Old Trafford playing United uh, we don't have that good of a record against them away. Uh, so yeah, it will it will be a very exciting game. Uh, but I think, to be honest, it would be more important for United to get points than for Liverpool because they're they're in a tough spot now after one one against Everton and four uh, two loss against uh, Leicester City. Uh, so yeah, but it, but it definitely tune into it because I think it will be a great game. It it usually is when when. Liverpool and United play. Uh, um, thereafter, uh, Liverpool play Preston in the cup, and uh, and a game at home against against Brighton uh, before Atleti. Uh, Brighton, I think, shouldn't be underestimated because they they have something going under Graham Potter. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that that's pretty much a, a, a brief recap of what's going to happen for Liverpool uh, before Atleti comes to Anfield. Uh, let's just hope uh, it it leaves us with uh, as good a feeling as the last time uh, we went to Anfield. Uh, Emmanuel, oh, don't uh, remind me. <laughs> uh, uh, Emmanuel, uh, can you please uh, give us a a quick preview of the uh, upcoming Lariel game uh, for Atletico? Oh, okay. Well, Atleti playing Laria is going to be a very tough game for both sides, I think. Because Laria have been one of the best teams in La Liga this season, despite all of their injuries. And they are not just good. I think the Atleti is very similar to Laria. If you check out the XG for an XG against, you see Atleti and Laria create a lot of quality chances and don't concede a lot of quality chances. And as for Laria, they love to have the ball. So last season, I think Atleti kind of let them have the ball and try to hit them on the counter and we are going to see a similar thing happening this weekend. But the difference between this season and last season, I think, is the fact that Laria has improved on their counter press. But the issue is that they have their progression is not really the best with so many of so many players injured. So I think Atleti are in a better position, not because of the performance against Liverpool, but because of the injuries that Laria have and technically they have been grinding out results. Not saying they don't deserve them, but so they have deserved some, some have. They have not deserved to win, not that they deserve to lose, but it's just that 
those injuries have affected them, but they still manage to grind out the result. As always playing, Laria is not very easy. Like I've just said, is the tough team. Emmanuel is doing something fantastic there. In the project they are doing that in the project they have that is incorporating the players from the B team into the first team. Something I was like to see happen at Aleti and that started happening with how they are reconstructing the the B team. So you all depends on how what Cholo decides to go for in that game. But I think you go for the normal the three five two. But the issue now will come in you Korea or Felix, you have problems we have been talking about, but he is the one to make the decisions and he goes with them game by game. But personally, I would like to see a repeat of Griezmann, Felix against Larias, against Laria. But as we all know it won't be possible because we have to do rotations as the game as the games are coming very fast. So hopefully Cholo gets it right against Laria because it's the Laria. They are not like say Espanol that we had a bad game against them and then we came back because they are very difficult to break down and also difficult to take the ball off them. So overall, I'm expecting Aliti to edge the game. So I'm expecting three points this weekend from Aliti. It's hard not to be very optimistic since uh, it feels like Cholo has finally found uh, the uh, perfect uh, uh, starting lineup and system for uh, the current players. And while it did sacrifice uh, uh, some starters uh, and uh, Yorente, I mean, he, he got injured yesterday, but he was on the bench. Uh, while, while it did sacrifice them, but I think the current midfield and the current system uh, is the uh, best we have used uh, all season. So uh, it feels like the team is finally clicking. And uh, uh, I think if if we can keep uh, those, if, if we can keep this up, then uh, we're on for a, a brilliant season. Um, and uh, of course, uh, the squad depth uh, is, you know, very useful to have. Uh, something Liverpool uh, have been talking about for quite a while, uh, haven't they, Max? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you uh, so much uh, for coming, Maxi. It's, it was very great having you. Yeah, it was. It was my pleasure to be on. It's uh, it's really fun to talk about uh, about football with you guys. So. If you'll have me, I, I'll, I'll love to come back again sometime. Uh, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll be back in two weeks uh, when uh, Atleti and Liverpool play each other again. Uh, and uh, Emmanuel, uh, thanks uh, again today. Well, it's always a pleasure to discuss with you, Ata, and it was great talking to Maxi. He's a really good guy. So, hopefully, we have him back on the pod soon, like you said, in two weeks' time, I'll let him play against Liverpool at Anfield and hopefully that time we'll be the ones making the phone and laughing and him being the one crying so I'm looking forward to that (laughs) (laughs) and of course uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to today's episode and see you next
compasión cuando quedas entre todos campeón. Y se ve frente al balón a un equipo de verdad que esta tarde de ambiente llenará. Yo me voy al Manzanares, al estadio Vicente Calderón, donde acuden a millares los que gustan de un fútbol de emoción, porque luchan como hermanos, defendiendo sus colores, con un fuego noble y sano, Rochando coraje corazón Siempre la afición se estremece con pasión cuando quedas entre todos campeón. Y se ve frente al balón a un equipo de verdad que esta tarde de ambiente llenará. 